Hello and a very warm welcome back to the Fearless Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Britton. And today we're going to be talking about credit. And to begin, I thought I'd just tell you a little story which happened to me oh, many moons ago, which was an early lesson in personal finance. So I remember back in the day, way back when, my dad took me to open a building society account um, when I was about 13. Uh, if you're listening outside the UK, a building society was a, a form of a bank, really, that, that liked to specialise in savings and mortgage lending. The thought was that uh, the longer you had your account with the building society, the more favourably they would look at you when you came to borrow money. So I was investing in a, in a maybe a, a 10 or even a 20 year relationship with a potential lender with the hope that they would then look upon me favourably when I came to buy a house in my 20s or 30s. Gosh, how things have changed. First of all, building societies have all but disappeared. Um, I think one or two remain, but the rest have been converted to banks. Thought of, of developing a long-term relationship with a lender has gone away with black and white TV and or Betamax videotapes. So today we're looking at credit score. What is it, and most importantly, why it matters to you? In the UK, your credit score is a rating, typically between 0 and 999, and it's used by lenders and other credit agencies. Why it matters to them is because it represents the risk of you not paying back a loan or credit agreement. But to you, it's a factor in deciding how much interest that you'll be charged and whether or not the application is accepted or declined. It's important to be aware of your credit score because even a small change in the interest rates you're charged, for example, on a mortgage or car finance or other substantial loan, can make a big difference of thousands of pounds over the lifetime of the loan. Let me illustrate for you. So let's imagine we're going to take out a loan of £10,000 over five years. Maybe we're buying a car, we're financing a new kitchen, something like that, okay? So ten grand, five years. If we've got average to poor credit rating, we might get a loan interest of around 20%. So based on those figures, you would repay £256 a month and the total cost of the credit would be £5,350-something. So now imagine that you've got excellent credit rating. So at the moment, you might be able to find loans as reasonable as 3% or even less. So if you took out the same loan, £10,000 over five years, with an excellent credit rating, your repayments might be in the region of £180 a month, but the total charge for credit would be around 770 The important thing here is that is a £4,587 difference over the life of that loan. In other words, by having an excellent credit rating as opposed to an average or poor one, you're going to save yourself £4,500 on a £10,000 loan, which is pretty significant. You want another illustration? Well, let's talk about mortgages. Again, we'll keep the numbers simple if I can. We're going to take out a £100,000 mortgage, 25-year term. If we could get 4% interest on our loan, our monthly repayments are £528, and our total cost will be £158,351. 
So that's if we've got a 4% interest rate, which is pretty good um, based on today's figures, depending on where you are in the world and, what, and where, when you're listening to this. All right, but let's say we manage to get our credit score higher and we're then able to get a better rate of interest. Just nudge it down 1% to 3% on our mortgage. This time we've got a 100 grand mortgage, 3% interest, 25 years, the cost per month, 474, and the total amount, 142,263. The headline here is that over the life of that mortgage, you'd save yourself over 16,000 pounds. So 1% drop in interest rate, because you've got a better credit score, is gonna gain you 16,000 pounds over the life of that mortgage. So what can we do to examine and to improve our credit score? Well, your credit score is based on your credit report, where there's various different factors can cause your credit scores to change, which might include public records. So for example, the electoral roll and any loans outstanding or county court judgments against you. Another factor is the number of credit searches that you make. So if you're frequently looking around for loans or credit agreements, that can have a negative impact. Obviously your history of credit account payments, if you've got a good track record of making your payments on time, um, that's, that's a bonus. And any other information on your credit report, such as the availability of credit you have and how much you're using versus your total debts. So this is important. You might think that it's, um, it's useful not to have too many credit cards, but if you've got uh, a number of credit cards with low balances, the total amount of credit you'll be able to obtain is quite high. And that tells a lender that you're a pretty good bet because other people have been willing to lend you money. Does that make sense? You know, it's the old adage that the bank doesn't want to lend you money when you need it, they'll lend it to you when you don't. In this case, uh, having a low, what they call credit utilization rate. So if you're able to borrow 10,000 pounds on a credit card and you're only using 1,000 of that, you're only at 10%. So you've got plenty more scope to borrow money and that benefits your credit score, strangely enough. So what can we do to improve it? Well, first of all, ignorance is not bliss. You need to review your credit report and look at it regularly to sh and make sure your information is correct. If there's any mistakes or outdated information, it's fairly easy to contact your lenders and ask for an adjustment to be made. Obviously, it's important not to miss any payments, so set up direct debits, make sure those are done so that it doesn't take up space in your brain, that you're able to just automate those payments and keep things simple. If you've got unused credit accounts, Take a look at those. Bearing in mind what I said about credit utilization, if you've got accounts that you haven't used for two or three years, old bank accounts or similar, then it might be worth closing those down, both for simplicity and also it shows that you're less of a risk of fraud. And then last but not least, register on the electoral roll. Uh, it's important that, again, you're seen as a safe bet by potential lenders. So I read a blog post on this a little while ago, and I'll put the link in the show notes on the Fearless Finance website. You might not be thinking about 
borrowing money at the moment, or you might be quite happy with your mortgage. But other times you might use credit. Things like buy now, pay later are coming um, much more frequently. So when you might buy on a website, you might be offered to pay in installments at no interest. Uh, having a good credit score will certainly help that. Balance transfer on credit cards. If you've got good credit rating, you'd be able to attract a low rate of interest or even zero, which can save you money in the long run. A couple of things to think about here. If you are applying for some sort of lending, uh, a soft versus a hard credit search. When you apply, your lender will run a check on your credit history to find out more about you and your borrowing. This is referred to as a credit search or a credit check, and it leads a search footprint. A hard search footprint is recorded in your credit history when the application is made and is visible to other lenders. Whereas a soft search is recorded in your history, but it's not visible to other lenders. And this type of search should be recorded only when you've requested a quotation and not made a full application for credit. So if you're looking to borrow money, check whether this is going to make a hard or a soft search because too many hard searches can, can negatively impact your uh, credit score. So talking of credit score, uh, one listener wrote in and said, what's the difference between a credit rating, a credit score and a credit report? Well, it's all a little bit confusing and different people use different language. But let me try and break it down for you. A credit rating is a system that organisations use to judge how likely it is that individuals like you and me or businesses can repay credit given by a lender which is often represented as a banding or a letter grade. Okay, a credit score is used specifically to assess individuals, and this is presented as a numerical value that can go up or down depending on your circumstances. Remember I said at the beginning, it's normally in the UK between naught and 999, uh, but there's no typical universal credit scoring system in the UK. So a credit report is the collection of data relating to your borrowing history, and that will include things like credit searches we mentioned, and people who are linked to you, financially associated, your repayment history uh, on things like loans, mortgages, and credit cards, and so on. And then there's the public information, such as electoral roll, uh, bankruptcies, or county court judgment, um, and also confirmation of your name, date of birth, and address. So let's say we're applying for some sort of credit. What information does that lender use? They'll typically view a range of data when assessing your application for credit. And this will include the things on your credit report, as well as additional information that you supply as part of your application. Now, this might be your salary, how long you've been at your employment, and all that sort of thing. And they may also use a credit score to assess how creditworthy you might be. Phew. Right, so I hope that's made some sense. Feel free to review uh, and listen again uh, to the key information. But let's just recap. What factors are important impacting credit scores? It's the number of credit applications. Too many applications in a short space of time, particularly hard searches, are uh, a negative factor. Make your repayments on time. Automate it as much as possible. Direct debits, get them paid off so they're not taking up space in your brain and you're not leaving any negative results by accidentally forgetting one. In some cases, having too much credit can be viewed negatively. Existing access to credit and credit utilization are also factors. It might be worth finding any old 
agreements or accounts that you have open and closing those down and taking a look at how much of your credit you're using. So a lower credit utilization would generally mean that you're looked upon more favorably. And lastly, registering on the electoral roll. Again, UK specific, but it might have a similar relevance if you're listening to this from another country. If so, hello, welcome. So the, the electoral roll helps to verify a person's identity. Long-term registration at an address could help demonstrate financial stability. So what this is about really is trying to get the viewpoint of the lender. They're gonna be risk averse. The lower risk that you present means they're gonna offer you a better price aka interest rate. All right, last but no means least, how can you get a look at your credit score? Well, in the UK, the two main agencies are Equifax and Experian. If you drop those into a search engine, they'll, they'll come up with the right website. You can sign up for a free trial where you can access a range of their products and services for a month for no cost, after which they, they'll charge you um, probably best part of a tenner a month. There are also apps such as ClearScore, which makes it a little bit more user-friendly. Great, so that about wraps things up. I hope you found that interesting and informative. The most important things are that the rate of interest you're charged can make a massive difference to the overall cost of a loan over a period of time, especially if we're talking about big numbers. So therefore, a little bit of tweaking on your credit score may find you can save yourself tens of thousands of pounds over the next few years. Um, and it's well worth a few minutes of your time. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Daniel Britton, your host, and I'll see you next time on the Fearless Finance Podcast.